صباح الخير لكل المستمعين مثل كل نهار أربعاء بنتكلم عن الإصابات الشخصية وبالتحديد إصابات شخصية يمكن بتنبع من سبب حادث سيارة مرة بالشهر بنتكلم عن الإصابات الشخصية بسبب الأخطاء الطبية ومرة بالشهر وهو لح يكون اليوم بنتكلم عن الإصابات الشخصية اللي هي نابعة عن الانزلاق ومعنا المحامي هاورد رادنر اللي بينضم لنا بالمعدل مرة بالشهر لحتى يوعينا شوي عن هيدا القانون Good afternoon, attorney Howard Radner It is a pleasure to have you today Good afternoon, Jamal. It's a pleasure to be here again. We are very happy to have you. We thank you for coming today. Uh, today, we're going to begin by, you know, the weather has changed and you know it's getting colder now and snow and melted snow that turns into what we call black ice and so forth. So the weather condition has changed. The temperatures have dropped. And I really think we should remind one another. Let's start the show by reminding one another about some basic tips about preventing slip and fall on ice, on snow, etc. A lot of the information we're going to share today is information that we have shared in the past. The information does not change much. However, the information is very, very important. The, 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 the advice that we have shared, the advice that experts give in, 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 in preventing injuries, particularly slip and fall on snow and ice, are basic, very simple, but extremely powerful. If only we would apply it, we would, we would prevent a great deal of preventable injuries. And that's the whole point, is what is it that we can, through our own behavior, prevent as far as injuries? Because to prevent a slip and fall, to prevent this kind of injury, you know, will save us a lot of pain, will save us unnecessary medical trips, will save us unnecessary surgery, God forbid concussions or hemorrhage to the brain, and a lot of physical therapy. So we don't want people to injure themselves, and we don't want to represent them and get them a good settlement. More than anything else, we want to help one another in the prevention of injury. Do you agree with me? Absolutely. I must say that, unfortunately, in the law right now in Michigan, <coughs> property owners are not encouraged to protect against slip and falls. Yes. Um, you're saying because the law is more on their side. The law is definitely on the side of the property owners and protects them their interests much more than the victims of their negligence. However... If we appeal to each other's morality, when we know that what we don't want to be done unto us, we should not do unto another. Just like we don't want to go into a homeowner's property and slip and fall, we should do the same for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So we're talking from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. When we give some tips, we, we want, we're talking to people who may be going to a homeowner's, what can they do? to help not being injured mm. more than we're talking necessarily to what happens if somebody gets injured on somebody else's 
you know, property. We, we will talk about that today. What the duty of a homeowner, all of us, you know, rent uh, places or own places. And I want to talk today also about what is our duty, if any, toward people who come and visit us, whether they are social guests or whether they are, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, Amazon workers and United States Postal Service and so forth. But let's start with the tips for one minute, because again, those are for the prevention of injury on oneself. So th they have no legal significance as far as if it happens, does that mean somebody is liable? Because again, I go back to the words of Harry Philo, my former partner, light years ago, this legal giant, Harry Philo, used to say, the purpose of tort liability is the prevention of injury. But when that fails, then money compensation. So he's always said, the, f the number one focus should be preventing an injury from happening, whether it is a product, whether it is a car, whether it is conditions. But when that fails, then money compensation. So with that in mind, I want to start by saying the first tip that I'm sure you will agree with me for people who are walking, we're not talking about people who are driving, people who are walking in snow and ice, because let's face it, we don't live in New York City where we're walking a lot, but we're certainly walking from our car to the mall from our car to a building and so forth. So there is a minimum amount of walking outside that you can't prevent even when there is snow and ice. And I think the first, the first advice that we need to give is take extra time. Take the time that you need rather than rush. The same advice we give driving in cars and in inclement weather or driving in a car um, when the weather is bad, snow, ice, and what have you. We also say there, avoid going out if you can. But if you cannot, take extra time. If a trip takes you 20 minutes, allow yourself 40 minutes, 50 minutes, because the weather conditions are less than ideal. And do we not say the same for walking outside? Do we not say, take your time? Look where you're putting your feet. Take your time, because if you take your time, you'll be more certain of your steps, and that will decrease the likelihood of an injury. Your comment on that. I would say also that it's important to protect people that you are coming. You may want to raise your voice a little bit. Yeah, it's important to protect people that are coming onto your property. So if you know that it's going to be snowing tonight, and you're expecting a delivery man to come tomorrow morning, it's probably a good idea to put some salt out on your sidewalk and your driveway and your porch because you know full well that when that delivery man arrives tomorrow morning, your sidewalk, your porch, your driveway is not going to be safe. So if, if you know that the weather is going to be inclement, go outside and spread some salt on the sidewalk so that when he arrives in the morning, he'll be able to deliver whatever he's delivering to you safely. I can tell you just a couple days ago, I went to a, a place in the morning, early morning, 
And I got out of my car, and the parking lot had an invisible thin layer of black ice on the black uh, asphalt, which was completely not noticeable. And the key is invisible. It cannot be seen. And I couldn't see it, but I could feel it. The minute I stepped on that asphalt, I could feel it was slippery, and I was imagining that some some poor person is going to step on that and not see it and fall. Now, that lot should have had a, 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 a smattering of salt from the night before, since the pr- weather was predicted the day before that this would happen. Yet there was nothing on the lot, just a thin layer of black ice. This can be prevented if people are cautious and they're concerned about not only their own safety, but about the safety of people that are going to be coming onto their property. They should go out in advance of the weather and put some salt down. Let me ask you, how quickly does salt work? Educate us, educate us a little bit. It, it, it works quick on, quickly enough unless the temperatures are extremely bitter cold. If you, can, if you can get salt out in anticipation of the ice, when the ice does come, it will, it will, it will melt fairly quickly. Okay, because what is the purpose of salt? Salt is to melt ice, right? Correct. Okay. And then the and then the uh, will it ice melt will the evaporate. snow too? Uh, well, it, it it will if it comes in contact with it. Right. But uh, if there is ice that you put a de-icing uh, agent on, uh, salt or uh, some some other agent, um, the water will evaporate once the um, melting takes place. It will not leave a puddle of water but it will evaporate into the air so that when the ice, when the salt does its job, the sidewalk will be clear. The only thing remaining on the sidewalk will be the salt. The salt. And the salt will no longer be effective after a while? Is that why you need to salt again? It will be effective for a while, but then eventually it will wash away. It will run off. It will run off. Right. Onto the grass or wherever. Okay. So... اللي عم نحكي عنه عم نحكي عن بلشنا البرنامج عم نحكي عن النصائح عم نحكي عن نصائح شو لازم نعمل لنتحاشى قد ما فينا انه نتعرض لانزلاق عم نحكي عن المشات ما عم نحكي عن بقلب حادث سيارة عم نسوق على سنو او على الايس عم نحكي اذا نحن ماشيين برا ان كنا ماشيين من سيارتنا لمول ولا ان كنا رايحين على بيت شخص معين نحن ما عم نحكي قانون اكتر مما عم نحكي اخلاق وعم نحكي اه ديزاير تو افويد يعني ارادة لنتحاشى الاصابة لانه بالنهاية مثل ما كان يقول البارتنر تبعي السابق اللي هو من عمالقة القانون اللي توفى من تقريبا عشر سنوات كان يقول انه غاية القانون هو مش المصاري غاية القانون هي حماية الشخص وانما وقت اللي وقت اللي منفشل بحماية الشخص هون ساعتها منجيب مصاري مش هيك كان يقول the purpose of tort law is the prevention of injury نتجنب الإصابة but when that fails وإنما وقت لهالشي وقت لهالشي بيفشل ساعتها money compensation ساعتها تسوية وأنا أكيد كل المستمعين بأيدون الرأي بيتفضلوا يتركوا بيتفضلوا يتحاشوا إصابة يتحاشوا الألم يتحاشوا الدسك 
يتحاشوا البروكن بونز يتحاشوا لا سمح الله برين هامرج يتحاشوا يتحاشوا كونكشن يتحاشوا عمليه يتحاشوا فيزيكال ثيرابي وما يحصلوا على تسويه لانه اكبر تسويه بالدنيا ما بترد له للانسان صحته والانسان اللي عنده ديسك بده يعيش مع الديسك كل عمره حتى لو عمل له سيرجري رح يكون في اثار وكثير من الديسكات موجوده وما بتعوز السيرجري او يمكن الانسان ما بحب يعمل عليها سيرجري يعني مثل ما بيقولوا الصحه ما بترجع مزبوط الصحه ما بترجع هون عم نقول اول نصيحه انه الانسان ياخذ وقته كل انسان عم يمشي من سيارته او من مكان لمكان او فايت على بيت برا ياخذ وقته ليه لا يقشع قدامه لا يشعر لا يشعر لا يشعر لانه البلاك ايس شو يعني بلاك ايس البلاك ايس هو تلج داب الحراره نزلت مجلد جلد بسموه بلاك لانه ما بينشاف لانه بيبين كانه من لون الارض ما عنده لون اخر فالانسان وقت اللي بيتطلع يمكن ما يقدر يشوف بوضوح الانسان لازم يمشي على مهله لانه من جهه بيتطلع ومن جهة بيشعر تحت إجره مثل ما قال المحامي هاورد رادنر أنه من يومين فات على محل ببارking lot بكير الصبح يعني الحرارة مرتفعة وما قدر شاف بس شعر تحت إجره بالبلاك آيس وقال أنه كان لازم لحنقول أخلاقيا كان لازم البزنس اللي راح عليه أو المكان اللي راح عليه قبل ما نهار يكونوا حاطين سولت سولت يعني الملح لشو منحط ملح الملح بيدوب التلج بيدوب الجليد الجليد بيجي وقت اللي بتتلج وبتنزل الحرارة بجلد او بتتلج بتعلى الحرارة بيدوب التلج بيصير مي بترجع بتنزل الحرارة المي بتصير جليد الجليد دايما بينبع عن حرارة واطية من بعد ما كانت الحرارة مرتفعة او اجا تلج ونزلت الحراره كثير 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 يعني في تحت جليد الملح غايته وهدفه الوحيد انه يدوب الجليد وطبعا اذا دوب التلج واذا اجا على التلج بيدوب التلج بس نحن ما بيهمنا كثير التلج لانه التلج السوفت نحن بيهمنا الجليد سو so, ويش بيت كل انسان عنده بيت اخلاقيا انه ينتبه للطقس لانه رح يجي لعنده ان كان اصدقاء او ان كان وركرز مثل الامازون وركرز مثل البوستل وركرز مثل الـ الـ الاشخاص اللي بيجوا لسبب او لاخر فور بزنس فور بزنس بيربس لحتى يحميهم من الاصابه ولحتى ما يتعرض لسمح الله لاقامه دعوه بيقدر يعني بيقدر يتحشاها لازم يحط لازم يحط ملح لانه الملح بيشتغل بطريقه سريعه الى حد ما والملح بيقدر يدوب التلج الملح هون اور اي تي بيرسون جو حط لنا على الكمبيوتر 10% سولت سوليوشن فريزز ات 20 ديجريز اند 20% سوليوشن freezes at 2 degrees what does that mean attorney howard radner i'm not sure what that means a 10% salt solution so the salt come in percentages because that i did not know uh, joe go ahead feel free to tell us what you meant by that so 
if there's a solution of salt, so say you have water mixed with salt. Yes. If 10% of that solution, like with water, if 10% of that is salt, then it's going to freeze at 20 degrees. But if it's 20% salt, then it will freeze at 2 degrees. So what does that mean? As far as practical advice to people, so what does that mean? When you add ice to the water or to the, if you add, add salt, salt, yeah, if you add salt to the ice, then you're going to create a solution. Okay. And it's going to create water. That water, as it's spreading out, is going to prevent the ice. It's going to still melt the ice, even though that it's so cold out. It's yes. going to touch the other ice. Yes. And then it's going to um, melt it. Depending on the solution, or depending on the. Um, okay, how do you get from 10% salt to 20% salt by adding more salt? Correct, okay. the amount of salt that you add. So, what you are saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is when you, when you add more salt, it w the water will not freeze until it is 2 degrees Fahrenheit. It's going to stay wet. Right. So, what you're saying is. The more salt you add out there, mm -hmm. the more likely is to create water, which is what we want. Correct. We want to melt the black ice, yes. create water. Yes. And even if the temperature keeps dropping and dropping and dropping, not until it is 2 degrees Fahrenheit, which is very, very low, and we don't get those degrees here, will it freeze again. Correct. And that's Wonderful. if you have a... In the meantime, the water is evaporating. Yes, which is good, air, which, which is, is also good, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is also good. The as, ideal as situation melts, is for the water to evaporate. Yeah, as it's melting, it's evaporating. Okay. It's not just leaving a puddle of water. Right. right. And we love that too. Uh, it, the best situation is for the water to evaporate. The second best situation is for it to remain water. Water, well, water will evaporate, but yes okay so let me explain this very important point in arabic عم نحكي عن الملح وعم نحكي عن اهميه الملح حكينا عن غايه الملح غايه الملح انه تذوب الجليد لانه هيدا هو الملح اور اي تي بيرسون جو ضاف معلومه كثير حلوه بتقول رح نختصرها بالعربي المشبرح بتقول خلاصه الامر كل ما بنزيد ملح اكثر كل ما الجليد رح يطول مي اكثر اذا حطينا بس 10% ملح بالمي بالجليد اقل افكسي من اذا حطينا اكثر ملح لانه اذا حطينا اقل ملح هيدا الملح وقت اللي بيدوب وبيصير مي وقت اللي بتصير الحراره 20 درجه فهرنهايت رح ترجع تتلج الارض إذا زدنا ملح أكثر الملح رح يدوب الثلج رح يصير مي بس وقت بتنزل الحرارة لاثنين درجتين فهرنهايت بيرجع بيصير جليد يعني أنا بفضل إنه المي من بعد ما الثلج يدوب بفضل إنه يصير مي أنا بفضل قبل كل شيء يتبخر ونحن بنعرف انه اول ما ندوب المي ببلش يتبخر بس حسب الكميه وحسب الحراره سو so انا بفضل اذا المي اللي ما تبخرت 
انا بفضل انه تضل مي لانه المي اذا حدا دعس فيها ما بتاذي بس اذا المي رجعت جليد بتاذي لانه يمكن تعرض الانسان لاصابه سو so, كل ما كترنا ملح اكثر كل ما طولت المي تفرز لانه صار بدها 2 ديجريز فهرنهايت صار بدها الحراره لتنزل لاثنين ونحن بمشيغن ما عندنا 2 ديجريز فهرنهايت بكندا عندهم 2 ديجريز فهرنهايت بمونتريال عندهم 2 ديجريز فهرنهايت بمشيغن ما عندنا 2 ديجريز فهرنهايت عندنا اعلى الحراره بس الحراره بتنزل تحت ال20 على فكره سو so, اذا بس حطينا 10% ملح والملح دوب الجليد وصار مي اول ما الحراره تنزل تحت ال20 درجه فهرنهايت رح يرجع هيدا المي يصير جليد وهيدا خطر لانه الحراره بمشيغن بتنزل عن ال20 درجه وانما اذا زدنا الملح وصار 20% ملح ساعتها الملح بيصير مي والمي اللي ما رح تتبخر حتى لو نزلت الحراره وجلدت تحت العشرين تحت الخمسطاش تحت العشره حتى تحت الخمسه لتصير درجتين فهرنهايت ليرجع هيدا المي يجلد يعني خلاصه الامر كل ما الانسان كتر الملح كل ما عنده تشانس مش بس يدوب المي يدوب الجديد يصير مي بس يضل مي حتى لو نزلت الحراره وطالما هو مي شوي شوي المي بتتبخر واللي هو احسن سيناريو انه نحن نقلب الجليد نذوبه لمي والمي يتبخر جو ذس از ا ونديفول بيس اوف انفورميشن اي ام جوينج تو تيك نوت اوف ات اند ميك شور ذات وي توك اباوت ات ريبيتدلي اف يو كان تيك مي ا picture of this i would very much appreciate it because it's something that we need to reference on a regular basis خلاصه الامر ومن الاخر مثل ما بيقولوا بالعربي الدارج كل ما الانسان كان كريم بالملح كل ما احسن ان كان لحمايته اذا هو اللي عايش بالمكان وان كان لحمايه غيره اللي جايين يزوروه او جايين لسبب مادي يعني مثلا مثل الـ مثل الامازون وركر او مثل اذر وركرز ذات ديليفر باكجز الى اخره فيري جود ذس از ونديفول بيس اوف ادفايس اند موفينج اون سو ذا فيرست ثينج وي سيد از فيرست اوف جيف يور سيلف از ماتش انفورميشن از يو كان جيف ات اكسترا تايم وين يو واك اون سنو اور ايس بيكوز يو وونت تو سي And like attorney Howard Radner said, black ice by definition is invisible. Sometimes it shines, but sometimes it's very misleading because depending on whether the sun is out, you might not see it. Even if you're looking for it, you might not see it. So when you give yourself extra time, you are looking and you are also pushing with your feet and sometimes your feet your shoes will tell you that there is black ice not your eyes and that's exactly what happened to you a couple of days ago when you could not see the black ice and your eyes and your eyes you particularly howard are trained 
you know, to look at black eyes. You could not see black eyes, but you could feel it under your feet, correct? That's right, and that's why I say that <coughs> the owner of that property should have applied some salt in anticipation of that uh, ice so that people coming onto his property would be safe. Okay. S- b- since we're talking about mm. owners of properties, without deviating too much, can you tell me what is the legal duty of a homeowner as far as ice and snow? The legal duty. We're not talking about the moral duty. We're not talking about the right thing to do. We're talking about the legal thing to do. Yeah. Well, if it's a latent danger, that means a danger that's not noticeable, uh, and it's a latent danger that the homeowner or, ho- or a property owner knows about, then that uh, homeowner or property owner has a duty to not only um, remove that danger, but also to warn people of that danger before they come onto his property. Would you call black ice under snow a latent danger? Uh, uh, in, in Michigan, we don't consider uh, ice under snow to be a latent danger because it's considered open and obvious. So that would not be a latent danger. But if there's no snow, like in the situation I was confronted with a couple of days ago, right. there was no snow on the ground at all, but yet the lot, I f- could feel it, was icy, black ice. That so would be a latent, ice that's a latent from? danger. Where did the black ice come from? It came from uh, water. Maybe rain that froze? And frozen rain the night before. Or maybe snow from a couple of weeks ago but that in this case ended I, up. In this case, I know it was not snow. I know it was not snow. It must have it been rain then. Yeah, it had to be rain. Okay. Yeah, a couple of days ago, because I know we didn't have any snowfall, but sure enough, that morning I felt black ice on the ground, on the, on the pavement. Okay, so, so that what would is be a latent danger. So that would be a situation. A latent danger because it is a known to the owner, owner but not, but not to, known not to, to anybody else. Okay. So if somebody coming onto the property, like me, I didn't know that that. But lot why do had you ice. say that the lot owner knew about it? Maybe well, the lot he owner didn't. Known. He should He's have known. He's open for business. Okay. He got there before I did. He should have known. I that see. And he should have taken measures. What, what if it is an it owner of a house? What if you were walking to somebody's home? He should have known. The homeowner should have known he that there is black ice out there. If he's inviting me onto the property. If you are an Amazon worker, he has impliedly invited you by ordering something on the internet. That's right. So you invite people impliedly or you invite people openly? That's right, either way. So when you say he knew, you mean he should have known? Yes, he should have known. The homeowner should have known. Sure. The business owner should have known that there is black ice. If they know I'm coming, they have a duty to remove a latent danger. That I'm I'm not going to discover. Latent means... Not noticeable. It's a known danger, but that is not noticeable. Imagine if you invited somebody into your house and you brought them upstairs to a false ceiling and you had them walk onto the false ceiling. Um, It looks like a second floor. It's a false ceiling. He takes a step up there 
and he falls through the false ceiling to his death down below. Now, you, the property owner, knew that that was a false ceiling, and yet when you allowed him to go upstairs and take a step onto the false ceiling, he didn't know that. He thought it was a, a, a second floor. He didn't know it was a false ceiling. He takes a step up there, and down he goes and smashes his head below on the first floor. That is a classic latent uh, hazardous condition on your property. You had a duty to notify him of that before you let him go up to that second floor. And if you didn't do that, you're liable. Understood. And so that, by the way, is exactly what happened to a man that I knew uh, some 40 years ago. That's exactly what he did. He went to a hardware store uh, to buy a part for his boat. They take him. They tell him to go up to the second floor. He takes a step on the floor, and down he goes to his death, because nobody told him that that was a false ceiling. That is a classic latent defect. The property owner knew it was a false ceiling, but he didn't bother telling this gentleman that it was, and that's what caused his death. And black ice is not so evident. I think that homeowners should be on the lookout. They should they should be sensitive to the weather because it's not like I look outside my window and I say there is black ice. Let me go put put uh, put salt. Sure, and I care. Know. And I care. I think I should be sensitive to the weather. All of us know if we listen to the radio that or we look on our smartphones and we go online, we know what the weather is going to be tomorrow and the next day. We even know what the weather is going to be tonight. And so actually, what we're looking for is a freezing point. And what's the temperature that you need to achieve? 32 degrees. 32 degrees. Mm -hmm. And we often have temperatures in Michigan below 32. Sure. So all it takes is a temperature on any one day to be below 32 for water to become ice for rain to become ice, for snow, part of which has melted, to become ice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much in Michigan because those temperatures are very easy to achieve, 32 degrees Fahrenheit. The best practice, of course, is anytime there's a snowfall and we go out and we plow the snow is to put some salt. After we get done removing the snow, Put some salt down because we know full well that we can't get every little snowflake off the pavement. And when people walk on it, it's going to become a hard, thick layer that will eventually become slippery and perhaps icy. So therefore, the best practice, and this is what many commercial establishments do now, is that they, as a matter of routine, will have their contractors or their maintenance people lay uh, salt on the, on the parking lots or the driveways or wherever people walk when they get done removing snow. And that's what all homeowners really should do. When they get done shoveling their snow on their driveways and their walkways and their porches, after they remove the snow, they should put some salt down. And, and, and also watch for temperatures below 32 because you apply snow once, it will continue working, but a lot of it is going to run off once it does its job and it turns ice into water. It will, it will run off. It, it will not be as efficient because there will, won't be enough of it around. That is why it's important to apply and reapply and reapply again. And like Joe pointed out to us, the more salt you throw, 
the more likely to hold things in liquid and evaporated form than if you did not. Correct. Correct? Right. Okay. So, لأصحاب البيوت خلاصة الأمر إنه وقت الحرارة بتنزل عن 32 فهرنهايت اللي هي هينة بمشيغن تنزل عن 32 لأنه نحن بولاية بتسقع 32 فهرنهايت بتصير دائما بالشتاء أول ما تنزل الحرارة عن 32 فهرنهايت المي إذا كان في شتاء رح يصير جليد وإذا كانت تلج من قبل قبل بنهار قبل بجمعة قبل بجمعتين إذا داب التلج وصار مي المي بده يصير جليد يعني لازم كل إنسان عنده بيت أو ينتبه للحرارة وإذا الحرارة نزلت عن 32 دقريس لازم يحط ملح لأنه 32 دقريس is the freezing point حرارة 32 أو أقل كل شيء بيصير جليد بتحطوا كباية مي برا بتصير جليد والجليد هو الخطر سو so, لأصحاب كل البيوت الطلعات من الجراج الطلعات من الباب الأساسي الأماكن مطرح ما العالم بتصف سيارتها لتفوت على البيت الأماكن مطرح ما اليو بي اس الفيدكس الأمازون البوستل سيرفيس بيصفوا ليجوا على البيت هيدول لحماية الأشخاص أول شيء أخلاقيا وثانيا لحماية صاحب البيت قانونيا ومدنيا لازم صاحب البيت عنده مسؤولية يعرف إن عرف ولا ما عرف القانون بيقول عنده مسؤولية يعرف إنه بما إنه الحرارة نزلت عن 32 لازم يحط ملح الملح كمان مرة بيعمل شغله بس الملح وقت بيدوي بالجليد وبيصير ماي ترانزاف يعني بينزل بالمجارير يعني ما بيبقى ملح إذا اليوم حطينا ملح ما لازم نتوقع إنه الملح رح يضل بزيت الكمية بكرة وبعد بكرة لأنه وقت بيعمل شغله وبيدوي بالجليد بيصير بيصير مي والمي بتنزل وبينزل مع المي الملح يعني الانتنسيتي تبع الملح خفت مشان هيك لازم الإنسان يحط ملح ويحط ملح ويضل يحط ملح ومثل ما قلنا كل ما كتر كمية الملح كل ما ساعد انه الدوبان يضل دوبان لانه حتى لو الحرارة نزلت عن العشرين بتضل دايب المي لحد ما بيصير اثنين نادرا ما يصير عنا حرارة اثنين اف ايفر هوني في ولاية ميشيغان سو لازم نحط ملح ولازم نضل نحط ملح ولازم نكتر الملح ولازم نكتر الملح We talked about the first one, which is taking all the time that you can. I want to talk about what you wear in your feet. And I want to talk about the proper tread on your shoes. That's very important. In fact, in any slip and fall, whether it is at a store, whether it is outside, one of the first things that insurance companies look at is, what were you wearing? What were you wearing? So outside, it's very important that you wear shoes outside that have the proper thread, the proper traction. Um, ideally, boots with cleats on them. Why? Because when you step with your foot, you will, be, you will anchor yourself into the ground more. 
And you will also feel if there is black ice. You will also feel that too, but equally important, if not more important, you're less likely to lose your balance and slide or slip if you are wearing boots with traction at the bottom or with proper tread at the bottom or what we call cleats. Your comments on that? Yeah, I've had many cases, unfortunately, where I've had many cases, unfortunately, where the uh, my client was wearing tennis shoes going outside in the snow and ice. And that always became a bone of contention by the defense attorney that uh, my client was automatically negligent for going outside in the winter wearing tennis shoes because tennis shoes don't give much uh, traction in snow and ice. A lot of people think that tennis shoes are good for snow and ice. Well, the defense doesn't seem to think that way. They think that uh, if you're not wearing boots or rubbers or galoshes of some sort or another, that uh, you're automatically negligent. Can you tell us what do you wear when you go outside in snow and ice? What I wear? Yes. I have a pair of rubbers that I wear, and I also have a pair of Do you of slide boots. them over your shoes? I do. Okay. I also have a pair of boots that I wear uh, when the snow is deep. Okay. And mm. the rubbers that you wear, what's the bottom like? I have very good traction from them. Okay. So it helps, it helps me uh, secure footing on the ground, not slide around. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, where if I just wear my dress shoes outside, um, it's very slippery, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So that's a, another contention that the defense will always make, that if you're not wearing proper footgear, uh, you're automatically negligent. You're at fault if you fall. So you caused your own injury. Exactly. Okay. And therefore, they would claim that you're not entitled to any compensation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tini nukta am nihki anna as a tip to prevent slip and fall on snow and ice. Hiyi shu libsin bi ijrayna. Biqul al-muhammi Howard Radner anno fi alam bidharu la barra libsin tennis shoes. Lanno fi ktir tennis shoes عندهم نوع من التراكشن عندهم نوع من مش رح اقول مسامير بس منهم فلات من تحت يعني فايتين طالعين ففي عالم بيفكروا انه التنس شوز اذا لبسون وقت بيظهروا لبرا هي حمايه كافيه بيقول انه باللوسوتس تبعه دائما بيواجه انه المحاميين تبع الانشورنس كومباني من اول الاسئله اللي بيسالوها الانشورنس كومباني من اول الاسئله اللي بتسالها وقت الانسان حتى بيقدم انسيدنت ريبورت از وات وير يو ويرينج وقت اللي بيصير في دعوه من اول الاشياء اللي بيسالوها المحاميين تبع الانشورنس كومباني شو كنت لابس وبيقول المحامي هاورد رادنر انه الديفنس لويرز بينظروا للتنس شوز انه هيدا الانسان وقع او زحط من ايده مثل ما بيقولوا بالعربي الفصيح من ايده لانه ما كان حامي حاله لانه هو اصلا ما كان لابس اللي لازم يلبسه يعني بيعتبروا انه التنس شوز منن جيدين لحمايه الشخص ليظهر فيها ليظهر فيهم سو التنس شوز حتى رايه هو للمحامي هاورد انه هن يمكن هن احسن من السكربين اللي فيها كعب بدون شك يمكن هن احسن من صبات عادي بس غير كافيين غير كافيين لحماية الشخص قبل كل شيء لحتى يتحاشى الإصابة لأنه هيدي بتغني عن ملايين الدولارات وثانيا ليقدر يحمي حاله 
بحال تعرض لاصابه وبده يقيم دعوه ستان الشوز بدنا نمتنع عنه سالته هو شو بيلبس هو عنده ربر يعني بلاستيك ربر بلاستيك بيلبسه فوق الصباط تبعه اذا ما في تلج غميق وكعب الربر في مثل المسامير تقريبا ووقت اللي بيكون التلج غميق ساعتها عنده بوتس وكعبهم مسامير وهون نحن بننصح انه اي انسان بيطلع ليمشي برا حتى لو كان فشخه من السياره للباركينج ستراكشر او من السياره للباب لانه ما بنعرف ايمت ممكن تصير الاصابه بننصح أه انه يلبس شوز او بوتس كعب في ذا بروبر ثريد كعب في كليتس كعب في مثل نوع من المسامير لانه هيدا هيدا الثريد او هيدا المسامير وقت بيمشي الانسان بتغرز بالارض وبتخليه انكرد اكثر معلق اكثر بالارض وبالتالي يعني بيواجه اقل بيواجه اقل او معرض اقل ليوقع سو هيدي تاني نصيحه انا شخصيا اشتريت بوتس من شركه قديمه جدا في الولايات المتحده وعريقه ومعروفه وغير غاليه اسمها سوريل اس او ار اي ال انا شخصيا من امازون اشتريت البوتس اللي من تحت فيهم كليتس فيهم مثل المسامير ومعروفين هيدي الشركه معروفه للرين بوتس وللسنو بوتس على فكره موفينج اون تو بيبول هو Um, walk outside uh, at Tony Howard Radner with snow or ice and they have their hands are all over the place they're holding bags here and books here and their hands are not free why is it that experts always say make sure you have at least one hand free and available preferably two <coughs> first of all you can't secure your equilibrium if your hands are completely occupied and you're walking in a, in a dangerous environment uh, it's much more much more likely to lose your footing and fall um, if you're if both hands are, are, are being occupied by holding uh, shopping bags or your purse or other other things and So it's best if the conditions outside are snowy or icy, at least to have one arm free. Also, preferably two. If unfortunately, I can think of a way you can do two. How's that? Backpack. Have okay. a backpack. It might not be glamorous, but I'd rather be safe than glamorous. I don't have time for physical therapy and surgery and all of that. Mm -hmm. I have too much left to accomplish in my life. Yeah. A small backpack or a reasonably sized backpack, mm -hmm. a $5 backpack that's in your car for mm -hmm. when you're really carrying things and you need to transfer from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. What's the problem with that? Sure. So, the third advice I'm going to give is that the best thing is that the best thing is that the best 
ايد منهم فاضيه اذا ما فينا الاثنين على القليله وحده يعني للعالم اللي بيحملوا بوكس اللي بيحملوا اللي بيحملوا اغراض كيس الى اخره ليه لانه حتى لو الانسان اخذ وقته وحتى لو الانسان عيونه عشرة عشرة وحتى لو الانسان لابس الشوز المناسبين الحزام المناسب باجره برضه في نسبة هيدا كله بخفف نسبة الإصابة بس ما بيروحها مية بالمية إذا لا سمح الله لسبب أو لآخر هيدا الإنسان فقد توازنه إذا عنده إيديه بيقدر بيقدر هالشي يساعده بطريقة اللي بيوقع فيها يقدر يوقع على إيده ما يوقع على راسه لا سمح الله إلى آخره هلا في أشخاص مضطرين يحملوا غراض هون نصيحة الخبراء يكون عندهم باك باك بالسيارة بحطوا الغراض فيه بحطوه على ظهرهم قبل ما يتركوا السيارة هيك بيكونوا ايديهم فري هيدي احسن حلي انه انه يقدروا يستعملوا الباك باك وات اباوت اكسيدنج فيكلز يو نو يو مايت بي جوينج تو ذا مول رايت ناو اند ذير از ايس اور سنو اوتسايد اند يو ار اباوت تو ليف يور كار وات ادفايس دو يو هاف از فار از doing so safely well you should know that um again in wintry conditions in michigan oftentimes the parking lots are not completely uh don't clean. rely on other people doing the right thing uh, oftentimes even if they did a good job they may miss some spots they may miss some spots and so you may pull up at a parking spot where there's a patch of ice right where you step out of your car there may very well be a patch of ice there so if the conditions are cold if there's snow on the ground um you have to be very careful when you step outside there may be a piece of black ice right at your car door where you're going to put your foot that is why i hear this advice again and again try to use one hand put it on your steering wheel just to secure your footing as soon as you get out of the car as you're exiting the car uh, touch the door of the car with one hand just to secure your footing or use the steering wheel another good idea would be that if you have people in your car that are going to go shopping with you drop them off at the front door and then park And then when you do park, try to park as close as you can to the front door. <coughs> And if it's at night, try to park near a, uh, a light so that it uh, gives you more chance of seeing what's on the ground. That is really wonderful advice. Uh, park as, as close to the, to the door as you can because that is in all likelihood the most heavily trafficked area so that people who have walked before you you know, have paved the way, it's w- well paved, maybe even salted, mm-hmm. so, uh, 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 and so forth, and right? Y- and, your, and your passengers will not have to walk as far, though. Sure, you know, sure. But even off. if you don't have passengers, if you walk as close to a door you're entering into as possible, chances are there was a lot of traffic befi- behind you because it's human nature to do the least... The, the 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 thing that involves the least amount of effort the least amount of walking i think it's in our subconscious maybe not even in our conscious that i want to walk as little as possible mm-hmm. so let me park closest to 
you know, the front door of Macy's. But the benefit of those is that other people have parked before you and have walked on that way and made it more packed for you and therefore safer for you. And the other piece of your advice is at night, park where it's lit Mm -hmm. so that when you get out, you can see and 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 god willing if if there is black ice it will be shimmering Mm -hmm. and you will see that and avoid an injury very good advice so nasiha li am natiya hella hiya wakt al-insan buddu yutla min al-siyara awqat bikun fi jalid aw talj dghri matrah ma al-insan saf so min al-daruri jiddan yamin waqfto wijammida ولا يقدر يجمد وقفته ويكون واسق منها من الافضل وقت اللي بيطلع من السياره يحط ايد على الستيرنج ويل او ايد على الباب لحتى يوقف اجري ويتمكن من اجري ويوقف وبعدين يمشي ثاني نقطه عم بيقولها للاشخاص اللي عندهم باسنجرز معهم بيكون من الافضل انه يوصلوا الباسنجرز للباب اللي هن فاتين فيه لحتى اقل اشخاص معرضين لا سمح الله انه يوقعوا او يصحطوا. ثاني شيء عطى نصيحه حلوه ما فكرت فيها انا سابقا انه اذا الانسان بصف اقرب شيء باركينج سبوت للمدخل اللي بدهم يفوتوا منه هيدا من الافضل ليش؟ لانه طبيعه الانسان كسول طبيعه الانسان اذا بيقدر يصف قريب بفضل من انه يصف بعيد طبيعه الانسان انه اذا بيقدر يعمل 10 فشخات احسن مما يعمل 30 فشخه سو باللاوعي تبع الانسان بحب يصف قريب على اي مدخل لحتى يعمل ديليست امونت اوف افورت يعني اللي بيصفوا على المداخل قريبه على المداخل اكثر من اللي صفوا بعاد عن المداخل يعني الطريق بين المداخل القريبه والمدخل للبنايه او للمول الى اخره مستهلكه اكثر وعليها عالم عابرتها اكثر يعني هي امينه اكثر هيدي اول نقطه ثاني نقطه بالليل بيكون من الافضل انه الانسان يصف بمحل مضوى ليه مضوى مضوى لانه من بعد ما يطلع من السياره يمسك ايده على الـ على الستيرنج ويل يحط ايده على الستيرنج ويل الى اخره اذا في نور يمكن يقدر يتطلع ويتاكد انه ما في بلاك ايس او اذا في بلاك ايس انه يتحشي انذر بيس اوف ادفايس ان ذا ليس ذان 4 مينتس ريمينينج ذات وي هاف از وين بيبول كم سو ناو وي جيف ادفايس تو بيبول who are walking outside from their car into a store or point A to point B. But those people who are now walking outside in snow and ice and made it safely, there is still a risk sometimes that once they get inside, they will slip inside because they're carrying all that ice and snow with them, correct? Okay, what do you have to say about that? Well, that's why it's always a good idea to have a mat, a floor mat at your entrance. Yes. So that when people walk into your house, they can wipe off their f- their shoes if they don't take their shoes off. Yes. Or their boots off, they can at least wipe them off on your floor mat. Right, because yeah. if you step from outside into inside, the inside might be a slippery place 
It might be marble. It might be the kind of laminate or something that to your wet feet, it might become slippery. Yeah. So the mat is a secure place you land on. It will help you clean off all that snow that may quickly turn into water. And it's not a slippery area because you already have snow on you. You might It might create a slippery condition. The snow on your feet might become a slippery condition inside. Mm-hmm. So the mat will wipe that out. The mat is has enough proper tread to prevent you from sliding. So it's very important for owners, business owners and homeowners to have a place people land on from outside because the snow might become very tricky. And if they land on, a, on marble or they land on um, granite or something, mm-hmm. those are slippery by nature or can be slippery if you put water on top of it. Sure. So some gas stations will have a mat going all the way from the door to the cashier. Yes. So that as they walk into the store, they're really protected. Uh, they are protected or the or the gas station is protected. They're both protected. That's right. Yeah. The concern of the gas station is its own legal protection. So this way, if somebody falls, and because there is a lot of traffic into a gas station, they can be accused of not having done enough mm-hmm. for the protection of the, the people coming in. And the duty, and you know, there was so much I wanted to talk about, none of which we touched upon, but I pray that the information we shared with one another will be helpful to many because we really took our time talking about it. The Really, the duty of a gas station, the duty of a homeowner, the duty of a church, the duty of a mosque, it really boils down to why are you there? Am I going there for somebody else's financial benefit or am I going there for my benefit? And the more it is for somebody else's financial benefit, the bigger that duty, the higher that duty is on that place. So for example, I go to a church to pray. It's not for the church's financial benefit. I may donate, but that's voluntary. So the duty of the church as a facility is a lot less, maybe a lot less than the duty of a gas station where you are going there to buy, to benefit the gas station, correct? Sure, that's the difference between a business invitee and a licensee. And a licensee. Right. Well, we didn't, we didn't have a chance to talk about that, but God willing, a month from now we will. Thank you very much, Attorney Howard Radner. Thank you for Wonderful having me. Wonderful information. We really thank you, and thank you to all our listeners.